Whether you're writing exams or not, expect King Jesus. If not in the hospital this morning, he's alive and well. And if you ever find him in the hospital, he's there healing the sick. Amen. He's not hospitalized. Glory be to God. This will be the beginning of weeks for you in the name of Jesus. This will be the beginning of weeks for you in the name of Jesus. This week you will encounter Jesus. Mark chapter 4, I have instructions for you, but I'll give them to you after the message. I, I want to quickly get into this. The atmosphere is good. Mark chapter 4, and I'm going to be in verse 35 all the way to 41, and I'll be in Mark chapter 5, and I'll take a couple of verses there. I'll break it, and then teach it, and break it, and teach it, and go back, back and forth. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him, even as he was, in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. This message is titled, Journey with Jesus, part two. I thought I'll be able to finish it up today, but as it appeared in the dawn service, I wasn't able to finish it up, and I will not be able to finish it up in the second service. I'm not prophesying, but that's the truth. And then we move on from there next week. But you are really going to be blessed. And I don't want you to just learn the principles. I want you to actually embrace the person of Christ. And all of you students, please make sure you don't leave the service without me releasing the blessing on you today, especially those of you writing exams. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship. Isn't that amazing that a storm arose against the ship and Jesus was in the ship? If a storm arose against Jesus' ship, why should it be a surprise to you when life throws challenges at you? You are meant to overcome. You are born of God. First John 5, 4 says, And we know that whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. You are a world overcomer. Can I have an amen? So let them come against you. Let anything come against you. You are bound. You are configured. You are scheduled to overcome. He was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on the pillow, and they awake him. I'm reading King James Version. And say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still, shalom. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Verse, chapter 5 and verse 1. And they came over unto the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. The Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Jesus said in Mark chapter 4 that we just read now in our text, and in verse 35, he said, guys, let us go and die in the middle of the journey. Let us go into the new year not knowing whether we will fail or we will succeed. Was that what he said? What did he say to them? Come on, shout it out loud if you know what he said. Let us pass over. Pass. That sounds like passing an exam, passing 
whatever. <laughs> Amen. 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 Just take it. The word of God is raw. Just take it. Hook, line, and sinker. Take it. Let us pass over. Somebody's passing. And in Mark chapter 5 and verse 1, the Bible says they came over onto the other side. That's why I love that song, God of my present, God of my future. You are, you are. You write my story, you put it all together. Then it says, you are the alpha and, um, and the omega. You are in the middle. God of the beginning is also the God of the end. But never forget, he's also right there with you in the middle. The challenges of life usually come in the middle. They started the journey quite well. I mean, it was so smooth that the master himself fell asleep. I mean... If it was a turbulent journey from the beginning, he wouldn't have been able to sleep. You agree with me? So it was good at the beginning. Like a new year, everything is cool and calm, and you are collected, and you have dreams and plans and visions and whatever it is that you want to achieve. But then in the middle, the enemy came with the storm. It wasn't God that sent the storm. If it had been God who sent the storm, Jesus would not have been able to rebuke the storm because he could not rebuke the work of his father. Are you with me? In 1 John 3, 8, the Bible says, For this purpose was the Son of God made manifest even to destroy, to destroy the works, the works of the devil, the works of the enemy, the works of the devil. He was sent and he has sent us to destroy the works of the devil, not the works of his father. Are you with me? So it was not the father who sent the storm. It was not God who sent the problem. You might be in the problem right now. You might have a challenge right now. God is not your enemy. It wasn't God that sent it to your life. It was the enemy. And Jesus rebuked the work of the enemy. And he's given us the same ministry. That everywhere we go and we see the sick, we lay hands on them that they should be healed in the name of Jesus. And this sign shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils and they shall speak in new tongues. And they will lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. Can I have an amen? It is his ministry to destroy the works of the devil. It's our ministry as well. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good. Who went about doing good. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. God was never with the devil. He was with Jesus. God with Jesus with the Holy Ghost went about destroying the works of the devil. God, Jesus, the Holy Ghost with prayer going about destroying all the works of the devil. Can I have an amen? And I heard a testimony that was sent to me via WhatsApp yesterday. One of our sisters, she's in church this morning. She's a student of UI. I wish I could play the audio for all of you to hear, but... I don't know if it, if it will travel around. And especially for those who are on the internet, they might not get it. So let me just say it. I'll just paraphrase. And this will encourage, this should encourage you to spread the word in your school, in your department. She says in her department, they have this platform, like all of your platforms in your department. And sometimes they don't want religious posts. But in any case, she posts our church link there for people to join. You know, join the services online. And so people, so notifications will drop. Um, if you follow us on YouTube or MixLR, by the way, that announcement that was made about uh, intercessory prayer every Tuesday and Thursday, 5.50 a.m. is on MixLR, not physically here. 
We're going to mix it out. So join us. Follow us at the XPHNG. And long story short, one of our friends who subscribed to our channel went home outside the battle. I don't know what, what, what city. Outside the battle. And she listened to one of my messages titled God the Turner. God the Turner was preached, I think sometime last year, towards the end of last year, sometime in the middle, sometime last year. And the media team decided to put that on audio mark and all of these other, you know, podcasts. And she listened to it and she was really blessed. And so, um, I listened to the testimony again. It says, then the notification dropped for a service and she was at home with her mother maybe Lagos somewhere. This mother had been very sick for a long time. And her leg, I guess one of her legs, was swollen. It was so bad that she couldn't walk anymore and she could not go to work. And being the only surviving parent of the family, the family's finances began to dwindle. So she, she reached out to one of our sisters, uh, the lady that posted the platform, and said to her that she listened to God the Turner, and the pastor said that God could turn any situation around, and that encouraged her faith, and she was trusting God to turn the situation of her mother. So they joined a service where I was ministering, and in the service, I just listened again, that I said I wanted to pray for people with any form of infirmity, they should put their hands on their tongue. And people responded to the call, the altar call, and as I prayed, instead of putting their hands on the tummy, she put the phone on her mom's leg, the swollen leg. And Jesus did his work. Pastor Fred was not in Lagos or where, wherever they were. But Jesus is everywhere. And right from that prayer, she said, it was as if, now, this was what happened. God went to the root of the matter. The word of God always goes to the root of the matter. The lady herself, who is our member, said to her, she encouraged her friend, saying, if God could heal me of toothache, she got healed in this service of toothache without me knowing. I was not aware. I didn't pray for her. I didn't lay hands. It was just Jesus. And I love such testimonies. Where it would be, it was because Pastor Fred made her. No, Jesus did his work. She encouraged her friend. And the word of God went to the root of the matter. What was troubling the leg and dealt with it. And guess what? From that online service, the leg began to shrink back to normal until it became normal and she became well. And listen to, listen now, listen. It's not over yet. The woman is back to work now and the economy of the family is... Jesus wants to do the same for every one of us. I don't care how many mistakes you've made in your life. And somebody said, oh no, Jesus won't listen to you because you've lived a riotous life. You've made mistakes. You've had abortions. Hey, have you come to Jesus? Have you surrendered to him? If you have, hey, he loves you. And he's going to put you back in factory setting. It doesn't matter how many mistakes you've made. He's going to put you back as if you never made any. There is power in the name of Jesus. That's why I'm encouraging you this year with my message, journey with Jesus. If you journey with him, you will never get lost. He know, listen, no, no, I don't like to say he knows the way. You know, I, I quickly took that back. Because in the world, people say, follow who knows the way. And in pigeon, follow no road. 
Is that correct? Jesus doesn't know the way. <laughs> These guys are smarter than me. <laughs> I haven't finished it yet, but you took it from me. He is the way. Amen. So when you follow him, you're on the way. No wonder he said in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. No man that follows me will ever walk again in darkness because I will give him the light of life. Let's read that. Then spake Jesus again to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. You can't follow Jesus and walk in darkness because you are on the way already. But shall have the light of life. Somebody say, I have the light of life. Psalm 36 and verse 9 says, For with you is the fountain of life, and in your light shall we see light. May you never walk again in darkness. May you never again get to a situation where you don't know what to do, because you will always know what to do. Can I have a better amen? That testimony, I just got that voice note yesterday on WhatsApp. It reminds me again this morning, one of our sisters also is in the house. During the COVID pandemic, and we're having online services, the presence of Jesus is so real that even when you are not able to come physically, and God knows that you are not able to make it to church, I want you to come physically, I want you to come. But even when you cannot honestly come, join online. She's here, one of my girls. Her elder brother in London, in England, was having COVID, and COVID was really bad in the UK. In 2020, claimed many, many lives. The brother had COVID, and they linked up with our service, expression our service online. And it was communion Sunday. Administered by the help of the Holy Spirit. And then I asked everybody to take communion. And the man told his wife, back in their home in England, get me stuff. They took communion. And after, the man said, I believe I'm well. Got my healing from this service. Get me the kit. Let me test myself. And he carried out the test. And the man who had been COVID positive became COVID negative. Till today, COVID free. Can I have an amen to that? Jesus has no respect for any disease. Whether it is cancer. Whether it is diabetes. Whether it is hepatitis, whether it is human papilloma virus, whether it is HIV, it is people that have respect for certain diseases and they call them terminal, but it is not over until Jesus says so. Did you hear what I said this morning? Did you hear what I said this morning? I want to show you an assignment that Jesus performed or carried out in Mark chapter 5. They left off. He said, let's go over to the other side because there was an assignment for them on the other side in the country of the Gadarenes. The disciples didn't know, but Jesus knew. And as they took off, the enemy came with the storm. And the storm beat against the boat. The waves beat against the boat as if to say he wanted to sink that boat. Listen, the reason many of you face opposition in life is because of the enormity of the assignment that you carry. Great destinies attract great challenges. So don't kill yourself because some people are hating on you. They are criticizing you. It's a symptom and a sign that your destiny is great. 
Nobody throws stones at a fruitless tree. Have you seen a normal man? Seen a mango tree that has no fruit and is throwing stones? But the moment your life becomes fruitful, they will pluck fruit, they will throw stones, they will throw sticks. In fact, some will climb the tree to try and tear a branch because they want to partake. The greater the destiny, the greater the challenges. They were on assignment and the enemy came up with a storm. He made an attempt to kill them, but you can't kill the king of life. He is the monarch of the universe. Life flows from him. He doesn't derive his life from anywhere. Life, he is life. In him is life. In him is the light of men. He is the source from whom life springs to every one of us. Are you with me this morning? I pray for someone here. Because 2023 will not be without its own challenges. But when they begin to show up, God will give you the victory. It will not be a balanced prayer to say, this year, you're not going to have challenges. No. No. If you want to go up in life, you will face challenges. Those of you writing exams now, the higher you go in school, the tougher the exams. You have left the days of board mass. You have left the days of NOEC. Now you are dealing with calculus. Now you are dealing with more complex situations. Because the higher you go, the tougher it becomes. But one thing that is certain is that your God is with you. And he has given you the victory. And you will enjoy that victory in the name of Jesus. I made a point last week. I made two points actually. I said when you journey with Jesus, two things are bound to happen. There are two things you need to know. Number one. Those who journey with Jesus always reach their destination. Can you imagine Jesus traveling from Ibadan to Abuja? And his car had an accident. Jesus. And he's there in the bush. And people gather around the car and they are tearing the body parts of the car. And they are pouring water on Jesus. And say, Jesus, Jesus, don't die, don't die. Jesus, don't die. Can that ever happen? So don't you ever imagine it in your life. It's unto you according to your faith. Amen? Can you imagine Jesus flying by the air and then his plane, you know, goes into the ocean? It crashes into the ocean and then there are lifeguards are all over the place trying to search for his dead body. Can that ever happen? When Jesus takes off from, from point A, he always arrives safely, each free at point B. At the end of this year, your testimonies will abound. Because you will cross over, you will pass over, and you will do well. I said last week, those who journey with Jesus, they arrive safely. They arrive on time. Because Jesus never comes late. There is no late coming, therefore, in your destiny. In the name of Jesus Number three, I said they arrive on purpose. And I'm going to explain that to you from the scriptures. I'll show you a scenario. My number two point last week, which I want to underscore today, is that those who journey with Jesus, who allow him to come into their boat, he brings the kingdom, the power, and the glory with him. Jesus never comes empty-handed. He never comes empty-handed. While growing up, we knew some uncles that would come visiting. They always came empty-handed. 
In fact, they wrestled with our remaining food stock. We never liked for them to return. But we also had other uncles who came loaded. You remember those uncles? Big loaves of bread, geisha, butter, the kind of things that we call luxury that mommy would not normally allow you to eat. When uncle comes, my God, is all over the place. And when the uncle is leaving, you don't want him to leave. Because it's a blessing. The other one is a lesson. In life, you are either a blessing or a lesson. Ah! Some people will live your life and you bite your fingers. Ah! I've learned my lesson. But some will come into your life and say, wow, I'm blessed because you have come. Laban said to Jacob, by experience, I have learned that God has increased me since your coming. You are the seed of Abraham. So everywhere you go, anyone that comes in contact with you, you are a blessing to them. Amen? Anyone that says, look, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need you. Ah. I pity them. They came over to the other side, Mark chapter 5 from verse 1. Why? Those who journey with Jesus get there safely, number two. They get there on time. Number three, they get there on, as, on purpose. On purpose, on assignment. Listen to me, young people. The reason God put you in your mother's womb is for a purpose. There was a reason, and then there's a purpose. Now you are here. We are not chasing the reason anymore. We are chasing a purpose now. There is a purpose for your life. And you cannot afford to allow yourself to get involved in a mortal accident that will truncate that assignment. There was a madman in the coast of the Gadarenes who had been tormented by devils for a long time. That guy needed to be set free and he needed to be changed into an evangelist. He needed to be turned into a preacher. So Jesus knew and he said, guys, let's go over to the other side. The devil sensed. He doesn't always know the full details of God's plans and purposes, but he can sense. When Jesus was born, Matthew chapter 2, he sensed through Herod, how would somebody be called the king of the Jews? But he didn't have the full details. So he said, go and kill all the children from age 2 and below. After he had inquired from the wise men. Kill all children, age 2 and below. So he didn't know the full details, but he sensed. He sensed that Jesus and the disciples were on a mission. So he tried to capsize the boat. That was why he sent the storm. He sent the wind. Water was already coming into the boat. But with Jesus in your boat, you can never capsize. With Jesus in the boat of your destiny, <laughs> you will get to your destination. Only two people came to church. Go with me to Mark chapter 5. And they came over onto the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately, somebody say immediately. That was talking about timing, 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 timing. Thank God that guy was there at the time of his deliverance. Thank God. Thank God he was there. He was not in the marketplace at that time, roaming about. He was by the seashore. Jesus just landed at the airport. Well, that's our contemporary English. Back in the day, it was seaport. 
he just landed and immediately landed, this guy showed up. I pray for you today. I don't know who is in the house. I don't know who is online. May your steps be ordered by God. May you be at the right place at the right time. When Jesus came near the city of Jerusalem and he wept over the city, do you know why? He said, because they knew not their time. Immediately, there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs and no man could bind him. No, not with chains. His address was in the cemetery. He had his dwelling among the tombs. What is a living man doing among the dead? His neighbors were dead people. This guy was as good as dead. Of what use is a man's life? Who has, whose life has no meaning? No wife, no children, no degree, no business, no nothing. Naked, poor, no food to eat. His permanent address was now the cemetery in the tombs. How dark could it get for this guy? Any much darker? He was in the darkest of the, of the darkest period of his life. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. I don't know what your situation looks like. Maybe like this guy. Living in the tombs, you are among people that are as good as dead. They have no ideas, no insight, no concept. Nobody is inspiring you. And you are depressed and you want to give up on yourself. If Jesus could come for this guy and turn his life around, this morning as you journey with him, he will turn your life around. A better amen. The Bible says in verse 4, because he had been often bound with fetters and chains and the chains had been plucked asunder by him and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. That's too old English. Asunder. We don't know what asunder is. It sounds like asunder. Please give me an LT. Same chapter, same verse. New Living Translation. Mark 5 4. Read everybody. Want to go. Whenever he was put into the chains and shackles, as he often was, he snapped the chains from his wrists and smashed the shackles. No one was strong enough to subdue him. I thought we had some bouncers in town at the time with big chests like a rock, biceps and triceps and six packs. If they came near this guy, he would mess them up. He wasn't a big guy. Don't get it wrong. I'm going to show you from the scriptures. He was already hemorrhaging away. When you're losing blood constantly, you're going to lose weight. So he wasn't, he wasn't muscular by any standard, yet nobody could bind him. They bound him, he snapped the, he just snapped the chains, and he smashed the shackles. They will allow them to bind him, they will bind him. Then they will, <laughs> he will laugh at them. <laughs> now, if you bind somebody with chain and you think, ah, we are tied, we are tied, and then he looks at you, and then smiles, and then, Will you wait? Oh, imagine the guy putting the chain in his mouth and throwing it and then he's tearing the chain. Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. What? That was supernatural. 
and I'll, you'll see the reason now. He was doing things that no normal man could do. Nobody could bind him. No boxer. No, no, no Mike Tyson. No Anthony Joshua. Nobody. Verse 5. And always, somebody say always. Once in a while. Oftentimes. More often than not. Always. Always is always. The Bible says always. Night and day. Night and day. Night and day. He was in the mountains and in the tombs. You either found him in the mountains or you found him in the tombs. What was he doing always? Always crying. Always. He never kept quiet. He never kept quiet. Always crying. And he was always, always cutting himself with stones. This guy was in torment. He was in pain. His physical body was knowing the pain. But the supernatural beings inside him would not allow him to die. They were tormenting him and helping him to, to keep alive. Because they needed him as their accommodation. Demons are persons. But they are persons without bodies. That's why they always look for someone available to enter. If they can't find a human being, they can find an animal, enter. They like a human being, especially. Because of the capacity of the human soul. The capacity. This guy had capacity, man. He had capacity. A kettle has capacity. A tanker has capacity. Kettle can take some water. A cup can take some water. Am I right? A barrel or, or what you call bath can, can take some water. It has capacity. To its own capacity. But you cannot compare their capacities to that of a water tanker that will supply a whole estate. Are you with me this morning? This guy had capacity. The human being, every human being you know has capacity to accommodate devils. This is why you need to be very careful who you marry. You don't know who they are accommodating. And that's why in this church, before you get married, by the time you start loving each other, love you, love you, love you, love you we say, go and register your relationship at the church office. You register now. When it's time towards your wedding, we will conduct deliverance services for you. So that we can dislodge the illegal occupants that might be living in that house that you are about to marry. Sound check. Hallelujah. Can you hear me? Please, what we have because of those who are online. You guys can see because the online folks would. Glory be to God. take it easy until, until you get it because I want you to get this. I'm not rushing it. I'm, I'm going to move from here to the next point next week by the grace of God. What are demons? Let's go on quickly. I'm not preaching demons this morning so don't be afraid. And, and you are never to be afraid of a demon. If you find one anywhere you're supposed to bind him and cast him out. Amen? When you get to your room I give you the assignment today. Get to your room. Say in the name of Jesus every demon in this room. Out! 
It's my room. You can't stay here. I can't stay here with you. When I lodge in a hotel, I do that. Because I don't know what they had done before I got there. Otherwise, you find out in the midnight, you can't sleep. I mean, I, I suffered that before. I, I just couldn't. I, I just had a rough night. Rough, very rough. And I paid so much money to be in the hotel. Maybe on the preaching ministration or maybe business trip. And I can't sleep. What? I said, no. Every demon here, I bind you. The child of God is here. Light is here. The son of God is here. I'm here in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I paid my money, the money he gave me to pay. And I'm going to sleep well to you. Out. You out. I didn't pay for you to cohabit with me. I didn't pay for you to squat. No room for you to squat. Out. One by one, they just look at me. Me just Glory to God. The Bible says he was cutting himself. And he was cutting himself with stones. Why was he cutting his flesh? He had cut off his clothes. No more clothes to wear. No more clothes to cut. He was now cutting his flesh. They had possessed his mind. He couldn't think straight anymore. When devils possess a man. And they said to him. Go over there. Eat that feces. Feces. Human excreta. He will go there and eat it. And think it's shawarma. Why do you say somebody is lunatic? Why do you say somebody is suffering from psychosis? They do things opposite the normal thing. Am I right about that? Something is normal? No, they say no, it's not normal. A madman can look at you on the road and call you mad. Why are you looking at me like you're this madman? You are the normal person. But he sees you as being abnormal because you are well dressed. And that's why I say to some people that are close to me, don't wear anything that is close to them. They don't like that, but it's the truth. Amen. Let's go very quickly. Verse 6. Oh, glory be to God. The Bible says, but when he saw Jesus. Somebody said, but. The Bible described his condition. Very horrible condition. But. Big but. In use of English, but is a conjunction. But it's a conjunction that indicates a change of direction. She's a nice woman, but <laughs> when she gets angry like this, my God, you can't stand her. You, you, know, you know a few women like that? He's a nice man, very kind-hearted, oh, but <laughs> anything is scared, oh, my God. You, you know such men? Or you've heard of such men? Is he kind-hearted? Yes. Is he willing to help? Yes. He will go to any length to get you out of trouble. But nothing goes for nothing. That's a bad but. But this guy experienced a good but. Not every but is bad. The Bible says but when he saw Jesus. So Jesus apart off. What did he do? The Bible says he ran. This was the day of his deliverance. He ran and worshipped. And worshipped him. Even the demons worshipped him. And cried with a loud voice. And said, what have I? Notice the pronoun I. It will soon change to we. Singular to plural. Indicating there was not one man in that guy, there were many of them. But this was the chief, the capo, was the one talking here. The capo of the demons was the one talking. 
He said, what have I to do with thee? Jesus, we know your name. And I know you, thou son of El Elyon. El Elyon is translated in the Bible, the most high God. Everywhere you see the most high God, that's El Elyon. That was what David incited against Goliath. When he said, you have come again against me with spear and sword and shield, but I have come against you in the name of the Lord. He used actually about two, three names there. The most high God, that's El Elyon. The name of the God of the armies of Israel, that's El Sabaoth. These demons speaking here knew Jesus. Thou son of the most high God, I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. They had all been in the presence of God before. Demons didn't just become demons. They used to be angels. They were all in the presence of El Elyon. Some of them singing. Some of them just going on errands. And some of them warring. Because there are three categories of angels. There are the worshiping angels. There are those, I mean, they used to be led by Lucifer. Lucifer had all the musical instruments built in him. He was a fine guy. Precious stones. Don't mind all those African magic movies where you see the devil with two horns on his head and red and black. No. The guy is a handsome dude, always wearing tuxedo. Very fine boy and wearing perfume, smelling nice. Well built. Well designed. Handsome. He transformed himself even into an angel of light sometimes. 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. These demons used to be in heaven. So they recognize Jesus. I know you. Thou, Jesus, son of the most high God. He was already revealing the, the name of Jesus here. He was already revealing his identity. The people around didn't know him as the son of God. Many, many of them. In fact, they fought him every time he called himself the son of God. But the demons knew. They, were, they used to be in heaven together. And they knew also he had the power to torment them. He said, please, don't torment me. I adjure you by God. Next verse. For he said unto him, come out of the man, you unclean spirit. He didn't have to shout. The Bible didn't say that. He said it with a loud voice. So you can be in your classroom, in your lecture theater, and you see somebody behaving like they are demon possessed. You don't need to shout. Just command the devil to go, get out of that in the name of Jesus. Everybody will see the drama, but they don't know where the command came from. You could be on your seat. Get out of here. They know. When people with authority speak, they know. When a man of authority steps into a place, they know. That's why some people will not sell things to you in the market. You say, Mama, I want to be saying, I say, I'm not selling. You say, Mama, she be deserted. I say, I'm not selling. Because they see something you don't see, they see who you carry. A Christian is not an ordinary being. You carry God. They carry the devil. You carry God. Greater is he. First John 4, 4. You have God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Are you with me this morning? Jesus asked him, what's your name? And he answered, singular, saying, my name is Legion. For we, we are many. He said, I, now he's saying, we are many. What's a legion? In the Roman army, a legion is somewhere between 3,000 to 6,000 foot soldiers. My God. 
Have you ever seen soldiers on the parade ground? Standards, station. They live by commands. And then they go, live right, live right. And everything is happening in unison. You mess up as a soldier, my God. They deal with you. Those guys are disciplined. Can you imagine 6,000 foot soldiers marching into one man? And they entered one, two, three, four. Where did they stay? <laughs> Everywhere. After they entered, you think this man will still be a normal man? That's the person you refer to as one man army. Are you with me? There are some men who are one man army. Some ladies are one lady army. That's why as God's children, the Bible says that what fellowship has light with darkness. Now you have to love everybody. You are to love everybody, but you are not to go into courtship with everybody. And you are not to marry just anybody. So you don't create a future that you don't like for yourself. And that's why we are sent on a mission. Not to leave them in that bad state, but to preach Christ to them. And as Christ comes into them, we drive out that evil spirit. Can I have an amen to that? And as I'm speaking this morning, if you think you need deliverance, maybe even in your life, please signal your interest at the end of the service. I'm going to arrange it. It will be done. I've done a lot of deliverance sessions in my office. I used to do it in my office. But I moved to the church. Because this place has more space. One day, as I was speaking to a lady, our eyes were turning. The two of them started looking at each other like this. Like a cat. And I heard a male voice. A lady. I will deal with you. I said, ha. You? Now, if I didn't know my God. He would have made a mince meat out of me. If you know my office very well, there's only one door. There is no emergency exit. So the only way to run was to run into the wall. So I said, well, there's no running here. So much confidence because of the name of Jesus. I said, you lie. You're going to get out. I'm going to send you out of her. You are not paying rent. Even if you want to pay, we are not going to accept it from you. You are an illegal occupant. So today, the lady did karate. I said, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. So the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imagination, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. I said, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, whose I am and whom I serve, get out of her. Then wrestling started. 
scattered the whole office. But that demon left. I don't care about the drama. I have seen the devil put up drama many, many times. But I've seen his backside every time. No child of God should tolerate a demon around them. One of our sisters in this church, you are a student, she's graduated now. One day in the room, there was an argument in one of the female hostels. And a lady said to her, do you know who I am? And she said, who are you in the name of Jesus? That was all. <laughs> and then she fell on the floor. Who are you in the name of Jesus? And started talking like a snake. The other lady that was there, who was not feeling well, she became well immediately. She got up. <laughs> this lady, that member of our church, was an usher here. Did they mean an usher? She was also an usher in UI, Stone Campus Fellowship. She, sat, she never held the microphone to lead prayer, but she knew her Jesus. Born again, spirit-filled ushers. Not the type you see at events and they are seducing the men. You better know the God you serve. The challenges of life don't come with any timetable. What if you're okay, you're writing an exam and somebody starts manifesting the exam Beside you. What? No. No. You simply command that devil, shut up now in the name of Jesus and get out of it. You don't need to shout. No, no, you are screaming too loud. Command. Command. Go. Soldiers, leave by command. The general says, go. Saw your son. And he goes. Come. Saw your son. And he comes. No, 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 no. Go. Are you with me? You see any growth in your body? In the funny part of your body? In fact, there should not be growth anywhere. You should be normal. Don't pamper it. Ah, growth. I hope you're not cancerous. So, no. Kill it instantly. Die in the name of Jesus. Business, come in the name of Jesus. Speak over your business. Those of you that are doing business and you're broke, you should not be broke. Jesus paid the price. Come sleep with me and then I will help you pass. No, we pass exams because of the Spirit of God in us. And we know all things. Amen? There is always a higher way, God's way. Let's go quickly now. My name is Legion, for we are many. And they besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there was there, nigh unto the mountains, a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine, that we may enter into them. And forthwith, Jesus gave them leave. And the unclean spirits, plural. Can you see that in your Bible? You know he said I before, but now you can see plural. But, and the unclean spirits, Go back, go back to verse 8. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. Singular. Now, go back to verse, verse 13. Verse 13. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out. One was representing all of them. It was the PRO. It was the commander. It was the capo. But there were 6,000 of them in that man. Then they left that man. They went out. In your mind's eye, can you imagine them stepping out one after the other? And they were marching. Pa, 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 pa. Number two, number three, number four, number five, number six, number seven, number eight, number nine, number six thousand. 
That guy will first of all fall to the floor. <laughs> a heavy weight left. As I'm preaching God's word this morning, I can see through the eyes of the spirit, sicknesses, spirits of infirmity, leaving your bodies in the name of Jesus. Leaving your loved ones at home in the name of Jesus. What he says to one, he says to all. The ministry of Jesus was not just talk, talk. Go to Matthew chapter 4. We're coming back here. And I'm not in a hurry. That doesn't mean I'm keeping you for long. No, I will soon close the service. Because I need to pray for the students. But I'm going to continue from there next Sunday. Would you like to come? Matthew chapter 4 and look at verse 23. Verse 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues. Number one, he was teaching. Number two, he was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. He was teaching the word of God. While he was teaching the word of God, he was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And this year, our theme is, his kingdom come, the power and the glory. Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom. What is the gospel of the kingdom? Sick man, you don't have to be sick anymore. I'm here. I'm anointed. Poor man, you don't have to be poor anymore. I'm here. I'm anointed to set you free. Blind man, you don't have to be blind anymore. Receive your sight because I'm here. That's the gospel of the kingdom. That was what he was preaching. Teaching in their synagogues, one. Preaching the gospel of the kingdom, two. And number three was happening at the same time. And healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Jesus' mission was simple. Teaching, preaching, and healing. Somebody say teaching, preaching, and healing. T-P-H. It sounds like the expression house. <laughs> Glory be to God. Go to Matthew chapter 9. And go to verse 35. Matthew chapter 9. And go to verse 35. You see this again? Repetition for emphasis. Let's read that together. One, two, go. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages. What was he doing? Teaching in their synagogues, number two. And preaching the gospel of the kingdom, number three. And healing every sickness and every disease among the people. It doesn't matter what kind of sickness. It doesn't matter what kind of disease. It has to go. And it has to go this morning in the name of Jesus. That same Jesus is the one I'm preaching this morning. Yeshua HaMashiach. So anyone online having an infirmity? It is gone. It hears my voice and hears the voice of the Lord. And so I speak death to every sickness and every disease in that body. In the name of Jesus. That's the ministry of Jesus. That's our ministry. When you are witnessing to your fellows... Your fellow students in this exam period, many of them are agitated. They are very afraid, scared still. Tell them, you don't have to be scared. Victory is available in Jesus. Oh, I've read everything, but I'm still very anxious. Adrenaline, I guess, has been secreted all over my body. And I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just losing control. Hey, come on. You don't have to. Why are you so calm? Because of Jesus. I know. I know the result already. What do you mean? You know, I know. You know the result? We have read this book cover to cover. We have seen the end of the book. You know what is there? Victory. 
Only two people came to church this morning. You know what's in the end of the book for you? Shout what is in the book for you. Victory on every side in the name of Jesus. Go back to Mark chapter 5 and let me close and then continue next week. What did Jesus do for this young man? He had commanded the devils to get out. And forthwith, instantly they left. And they went into the, into the swine. And the swine, the, the pigs, ran down a steep place into the sea. There were about 2,000 pigs and they were choked in the sea. That's what the devil likes. He likes to choke people. He choked the pigs. Because the pigs could not even house them. One pig could not carry one devil. If there were 6,000 devils, that would be three devils per pig. One pig could not carry three. In fact, one was too much for a pig. And one man carried 6,000. See how powerful a man is. Do you know God could have filled us, instead of filling us with the Holy Spirit, he could have filled us with angels. This man was filled with angels. When people are demon-possessed, do, do you know what is in them? Angels, fallen angels. So a man has the capacity to house an angel. But no, God said, I'm not going to do that. And Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4, as they gathered together in one accord and in one place, suddenly there was a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them, and the Holy Ghost, Shanda Bahaya, he came and filled them up and gave them new tongues, and they began to break it, and that one was a kata 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 kata, and I was a tutu 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 tutu, and I was a kalulu kutubudu, God filled them with himself. See how much God loves you. Today you carry God. You don't carry an angel. You carry God. Did you hear what I said? God has, if you have the Holy Spirit, you already carry God. You're a carrier of God. God has filled you with himself. You don't carry God and go to fail. No! You carry God to go and succeed. Can I have an amen? When I was, I went for my visa uh, interview at the U.S. Embassy, December 2013, for the first time. They were refusing everybody. I said to God, I said, God, we haven't come here to fail. You know why I said that? Because I am aware, acutely aware of the presence of God, that anywhere I am, God is there. So I said, God, we have not come here to fail. And it didn't disappoint me. We got the visa. Glory be to God. And it was the first person I praised. We have not come here to fail. When you board an aircraft and everybody's agitated, everybody's afraid. Hey, 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 you don't know. Mm, eh, come on, just ask for juice. Take some juice. After sipping the juice, then begin to pray in the Holy Ghost and worship God. Don't pray out of fear. Rabada, yege, lukuzu, uluk. Some tongues, when you hear them, you know the speaker is speaking out of fear. And God does not respond to a prayer of fear. God only responds to a prayer of faith. Can I have an Amen. James 5.16, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. I don't fear. When I bought the plane, I enjoy it. Some people are scared to death. They can't fly. You know why they are scared, afraid to fly? They are not afraid to fly. They are afraid to die. I take juice. If it's an international flight, depending on the country, whether it's tomato juice, I take it. If it's orange juice, I take it. A juice I don't understand, I take it. Just give me juice. And they bring all kind of food I've never seen in my life. Mashed potato with lamb and chicken 
And whatever, I look at the one that is familiar. I said, mm, chicken is familiar. Give me chicken. When I eat it, it doesn't taste like chicken, but it's mashed. I eat it. The Bible says, whatever I said before you, eat. Ask no questions. So even by, I eat by faith. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Glory be to God. See what happened. And this is where I'm going to stop. And they that fed the swine fled. They ran away. They ran away. They fled. If you remove the L, it will be Fred. But thank God I was not there. They fled and told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that was done. They had never seen that before. One man will speak to spirits and they left the madman. And the madman was well. They had never seen that before. They knew of psychiatric hospital. They had taken this guy to psychiatric hospital. The guy beat up all the doctors there. He beat up all the psychiatric doctors. Beat them up. Turned their tables upside down. So they never knew that this guy could be healed. But in one day of encounter, one genuine encounter with Jesus is worth much more than a lifetime of living. Verse, verse 15. And they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion. Notice those words. He that was possessed. Is he still possessed? No more. Whatever negative things that people know you with today, at the end of this service, that thing will be in the past tense. I don't care what it is. It will be in the past tense. If it's a bad name they've given you, it will be in the past tense. If it's a habit you're struggling with, it will be in the past tense. Somebody here, you will discover that you've lost your appetite for cigarettes. Because you have lost it now in the name of Jesus. You've lost appetite for alcohol because you've lost it now in the name of Jesus. When next you try to take it, it will be bitter in your mouth. Because you will develop a holy hatred for it in the name of Jesus. The sign that was possessed with the devil. And had the legion. Not has. Had the legion. How did they see him? One sitting. What? This guy never sat. He was either in the mountain or in the tomb, crying day and night, crying day and night, walking up and down, walking up and down the mountain, walking the tombs. Everybody would keep their children in the house. Madman, man, madman of Gadara. He was the madman, the madman of Gadara. He was not a madman. He was the, the, the original, the capo, the head of all madmen. The madman to whom all madmen bow. The mad called him mad. He was mad on another level. They saw him sitting down for the first time. He sat down. It was a miracle. Do you know why he couldn't sit before? You see that in Job chapter 1 from verse 6. When the sons of God gathered unto God, Satan also came among them. God said, Satan, where are you coming from? He said, I'm coming from walking up and down the earth and to and fro. Walking up and down. And to and fro. Verse 7. The ministry of Satan is to be walking up and down. And to and fro. And in the lobo. And in the lobo. And in the lobo. Up and down. To and fro. Up and down. To and fro. Looking for whom he may devour. Who is available? Who can I kill? Who can I steal from? Who can I destroy? Hey. When he comes in contact with you, he will bow. 
When his agents come in contact with you, they will bow. In the mighty name of Jesus. That's why you should please stay in Christ. Journey with Jesus. This one that people are moving up and down. Kai, kai, kai. These days, people migrate from church to church. Nigerian youth have been sold to sensationalism. They have lights. They have AC. The sound is bam. Is that what you are looking for or looking for Jesus? Psalm 92 verse 13 says, They that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the court of our God. If God has brought you here, and you know this is your house. Stay here. Your fruitfulness will appear to all. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? Don't be sold to sensationalism. Don't even stay because, oh yeah, Pastor Fred is there. Pastor Fred will travel sometimes to go and minister. Other ministers will come and minister male and female and they will still bless you because it's Jesus speaking through them. That's the sign that you are growing and maturing. You, you open the door. It's not Pastor Fred. Because it's not Pastor Fred. Grow up. Let me tell you, say, grow up. You must know Jesus personally. Know him for yourself. So wherever you go in the world, you go with him. And you do exploits. They saw him sitting. One. They saw him clothed. Two. The last time they saw him, he was tearing his flesh with stones. There were no more clothes to tear, so he was tearing his flesh. Who brought the clothes? Your guess is as good as mine, King Jesus. When they were leaving the other side of the lake, he told the disciples, I was not in that meeting, but I know he, he told them. Peter, get those designer clothes. Jesus wore very nice clothes. At his crucifixion, the soldiers were gambling on who would get his clothes. Nobody gambles on rags. He wasn't a poor preacher. All right? Get that man, because we are going to make a preacher out of the madman. Get him clothes, not one, not two. Clothes for several weeks and months. In fact, maybe several years. Get them. They got them together. His ministry was so rich, they had a treasurer. You know the name of the treasurer? Judas Iscariot. He was the treasurer of the ministry of Jesus Christ Evangelistic Association. You don't have money, you are hiring treasurer. What, what, what's, what's wrong with you? Some of you are not at the level of hiring the treasurer or an accountant now. I, I have a personal accountant. Who? Who's your accountant? How much is in your account? You know what's in your account now. 145,000, 365 naira, 27 kobo. Eh? Because of that, you'll not be doing like this. We can't talk to you again. What's your problem? You still know your bank account. You know your, your balance. You are not there yet. God will take you to the point where you don't know what's in your account again. Your accountant will come to you and give you reports from time to time. Can I have an amen to that? I'm, I'm, I'm serious with that. Because I want God to raise at least 100 millionaires from this house. Amen? All this level where you still know, ah, I have Naira 99,000, 65 Naira, and 
Yeah, I'm a big boy. No, you're not big. They brought clothes. Plenty! The moment the demons got out, Jesus saved him, healed him, gave him clothes. I figure, and I will ask Jesus when we get to heaven, I figured they brought some food for the guy. On empty stomach, he might not be able to listen pretty much. I figured they brought some food and fed the guy. And it was normal. It was all right. You know, Jesus doesn't do half work on anybody. When he saves, he saves completely. When he heals, he heals completely. The same saving grace is the same healing grace and the same blessing grace. It will take care of your sin. It will take care of your sickness. It will take care of your lack and poverty. Would you journey with Jesus in 2023? Expression as I ask you, and those of you online, would you journey with Jesus in 2023? Those who journey with him always reach their destination. They get there safely. They get there on time. They get there on purpose. And when they allow him, he brings the kingdom, the power, and the glory. This guy sat down. This guy was given clothes to wear. He wore them. And look at what happened to him again. And in his right mind. And the people were afraid. He was in his right mind. His mind was restored. Let me quickly read a few more verses and then I will stop. And they that saw it told them how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart out of their coast. Look at these useless people. They were telling Jesus to go away from their coast instead of building a house for him and telling him to stay. And when he was coming to the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Let me go with you, master. Jesus said, nope, 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 nope. How be it? Jesus suffered him not, but said unto him, go home. Somebody say to your neighbor, say, go home. Say, go home. That's British English. Tell them in Nigerian English, go. <laughs> I figured Jesus spoke Nigerian English. Yeah. Go to your friends. So the guy used to have friends. Where were they all these years that he was mad and naked and empty and, 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 and really blasted? When you have situations in your life that linger, friends will find their level. But Jesus said, go home to your friends and do something. Do something. Tell them. Don't keep quiet. This week, tell somebody. Tell somebody how great things the Lord has done for you. Great things. Great things. Ah, there's the song. You've done great things for me. Great things for me. Oh, great things. Great Jesus, great Jesus, greater than I ever thought or dreamed. You've been to me. Great. Jesus, great. Jesus, thank you for being great and for doing great things. Great things. You've done great things for me. 
tell them how great things the Lord has done for you and has had compassion on you. The compassionate Jesus. Verse 20, this is where I'm going to stop. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him and all men did marvel. Decapolis means a metropolis, an area of 10 cities. Deca. Deca. Just like you have died, two, tried, three, etc. Deca. It was a city of 10 cities. Jesus did not allow him to go with him. Jesus turned him to a preacher. Oh yeah, you are sent to them. He sent him as an apostle. No wonder he gave him good clothes. Because as an ambassador of the kingdom, you should be well dressed. I figure they brought some money because you should be well funded. Amen? I figure he brought everything this guy would need in one encounter. Mm. And the man began to preach. What was he preaching? Began to publish in the Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him. He had no other message. His only message was Jesus. Amen, amen. His name is Jesus. Amen, amen. His name is Jesus. Amen, amen. His name is Jesus. He turned my life around forever. Don't try to look for this song on YouTube. And don't try to look for it on Spotify. It's a song from the Spirit, from the Holy Ghost to PFE. And I'm looking for the next line of lyrics. <laughs> Falling in love with Jesus. Stand on your feet, everybody. Falling in love with Jesus. You know this one, sing it. Fall